friends. Sorry. I'm just going to carry on screaming.
after eating that little line, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing with. Yeah, in a coup they might come and fucking intimidate me and whatnot. But fuck, they do not understand what the fuck just one person like myself is capable of. They do not fucking understand. No fucking vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking blood blood. Never! I will fucking die fucking fighting for my forefathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers. Sorry about that, folks. A uh, bit of a technical problem earlier, and uh, did my best. Well, tax raiding Blick did his best to fix it, and uh, we are now, as you can see, live. So, what are we going to do today? So, um, I think it important to analyse the words of, uh, should we say, some of the main uh, protagonists in uh, information warfare, and uh, as I discussed yesterday with Charles, that the language has changed. Um, and now I think we're getting closer, closer to the ground truth. And that is this next generation warfare is getting a little bit hot. And those silent weapons are not going to be silent uh, anymore. They're definitely not silent if you're in Ukraine. So as I'm behind, I will uh, dispense with the uh, jibber-jabber at the beginning. And we'll get straight on with the... Uh, God knows what buttons I've pressed and what's uh, what's live. So let's hope for a smooth. Tra oh yes, I wanted to uh, remember. So people people have asked about um, the experiments, and you'll notice that I don't want money for rodents anymore. I have enough money to do the rodents that I have planned. The problem, oh not problem, it's a it's a blessing. Um, is that we're dependent on Rimo to be able to um, navigate uh, the how would you say the um, Japanese uh, infrastructure and um, she is uh, trying very very hard uh, for a baby in the 
next month, um, m medically assisted, uh, I, I would say. So it's sort of on a timetable. And as a consequence, um, I can't do anything till we, or she understands better what's, uh, what her schedule is like. So I'm, look, uh, <laughs> results wise, I, I think the data has come out now with the human autopsy data and the prediction sort of holds that you see um, the amyloid as as part of these um, runaway cascades as a consequence of uh, gene transfection. Now, does that mean everyone's um, going to be displaying those symptoms? No, uh, I don't. I'm not sure that that will be the case. I think um, it'll depend on many, many factors. And, you know, um, we, it would be beyond my uh, equipment access to answer all of them. I mean, literally, all we would be doing is looking to see if there's um, some amyloid in the brain post-exposure. Um, so, uh, you know, it, it is what it is, folks. So, uh, <laughs> what I will do, though, is say, uh, it's Christmas, and uh, Doc Kev is fighting, fighting for you, and um, we will try our best to... Um, work through some of the data that we have so let's uh let's move on so let's of course and uh oh yeah that's not set up right is it so let me which one should we keep i will try the social stream let me just see if rumble will work today right now what if i do this and then if i do this no ah. <laughs> stupid thing <laughs> stupid thing i could switch on another stream from rumble and it'll pick up the chat happens if i uh if i refresh the uh let's try that uh, and uh yeah i'll i'll do that thank you chris um yeah, you saw it in, um, you'll see it come up in Rumble. It's supposed to come up on the screen. So um, I don't know. I don't know why it just, uh, it dislikes uh, the live stream from me. But um, it's what it is. Goddamn thick! <laughs> Fighting information war all by myself. Well, just a couple of us at the coal face in the trenches, chipping away. It's uh, a nightmare. But of course, um, the uh, take home lesson, and I'm not on the camera on the screen either am i did that that should fix that problem <laughs> boom there we go um so uh, of course cova moral bio enhancement uh is the uh name of the game i would say <laughs> driving driving much of what we've uh, had to experience and um i want to say shout out to this uh, for this meme um indisputable those are oligarchs trying to take down uh the Coons, but we ain't having it. Um, they can 
I can suck a fat one. If you wondered in here and wondering who I am, that's me, Dr. Kevin McCann. Uh, I'm uh, well, a legit scientist. Um, but I've, I've foregone all the uh, luxury trappings that go <laughs> with the science career. Um, I'm trying to uh, help the people uh, navigate what your well, what the oligarchs have in mind for you, and we'll uh, we'll try and dig into that a little bit today. So. Um, let us, uh, yeah, if you want to find out where I am, ResearchGate is a good aggregator, PubMed, um, and uh, well, just general Google, I guess. So, and of course, um, it's uh, it's Christmas, 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 Christmas. So, uh, there's uh, Griff links, go to McCannDojo.com. Um, there you will find all those links, and uh, let me just put that in the chat real quick. Um, I'll just chat. Boom, boom. And uh, yes, uh, you all know the drill by now, uh, at least I hope so. Uh, you can join the Discord uh, from the invite link there on that page. And what I would suggest, uh, considering <laughs> I've got a big target painted on my back with respect to the uh, corporate platforms, there's uh, no uh, no discussing the covert moral bio-enhancement <laughs> leveraging against you, especially when you point out their, uh, their methods. So, uh, yeah, one last final thing, of course. Uh, wait, this page, this page. Uh, the you can watch the streams live um, on wtyl.live. Um, that's uh, kind of what gives us much of the um, uh, what do you say, the the tech problems. Um, but I'll put those links there for Rumble. And of course, McCain Dojo, I'll put in Rumble as well. Let's do this real quick. And bam. Um, so, uh, well, it's so frustrating. <laughs> no, not seeing that Rumble logo come in the chat. God damn it. And I'm not sure which layout I prefer better the restream feed or, or the current feed that's on there. I actually think I prefer the restream one. It's bit bigger text so what about if I do that and then do that all right so kind of looks a little better all right so uh, let's uh, let's oh uh, yeah it's Christmas and this came up whilst I was uh, what dealing uh, putting out the fires on deck here uh, Christmas Christmas coming to you from uh, dear dear Pappy Putin take it away please in the game no that's it young man take those accoutrements off
Now. Yes, Adam, thank you very much for Christmas. Um, could, have, could have at least given him a blue T-shirt, not a pink one. <laughs> some some uh, on-target uh, agitpop from Happy Putin. What can I say? What can I say? Yeah, that child best be vaccinated. <laughs> Candy says, you know, she's blick. Says so on her heart. <laughs> That's great, bro. Right, um, we'll dispense with the festivities now. So let's. Um, it kind of feels like someone made this video whilst on shrooms. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think. I think that was a stand-in for Pappy Putin. They got a look uh, like, but uh, you know the uh, the message is loud and clear for those that want to hear. Um, so I'm trying to sort of stay on top of the uh, hot conflict of this next generation warfare and. Um, this from Cyberspec, and why am I playing this? Uh, this is the uh, International Battalion, I think they're calling it, uh, in Ukraine. And uh, I'll, I'll play it and then give uh, what I think. Now, uh, special prize, uh, Christmas gift for who can, who can tell me why uh, old Kevy would be uh, interested in this. building right there. Do you see it? No, no, which one? The impacts, look at the impacts. The brick that's... Oh, yeah, there. yeah. They're shooting at that. We could get Freddy with that 40. Oh, fuck. Yeah, they're fucking shooting us. Alright, uh... This is a war zone. This is not a picnic site. Tank battle, air bombard, rockets, missiles. Everything has been hitting here. Uh, speaking perfect English and speaking it with British accents. Uh, a lot of it. That's that's what I heard at the beginning. Hey, is everyone alright? Maybe Canadian. Fuck. Fuck. Oh, yeah, but uh, yeah, very uh, perfect English, and um, the again, I've just got to say this: fuck these mercs, um, shouldn't be there, none of your business. <laughs> and, uh, and this, in this instant, where well, you know, where it, my uh, countrymen in a, uh, oh, they've gone through the proper process, not not any of this uh, fifth generation privateer crap. Uh, maybe I would, uh, I'd be somewhat more uh, compassionate to their plight, but they've uh, they've put themselves there for uh, how should we say blood money, 
and uh, Canadian. Yeah, okay. Um, and the, <laughs> the only reason, the only reason that they're there is uh, for money, I would say. And um, oh. assholes. <laughs> That's my opinion. But, um, you know, there was... Uh, some interesting clips but I I'm not sure I, ha I have the time here and there's uh, there's something that I wanted to get to do I want to do I want to dwell on uh, war porn uh, now uh, it's Christmas but uh, one thing I do want to um, thank you to who brought this up in the telegram um, now next-gen warfare one example so you'll see because I um, now, who are the protagonists? That's uh, that's the question. And um, I, I've got my BDI on a few groups. And uh, here we can, uh, I think we've got an admission uh, with respect to uh, some, some of the causes. And uh, what's driven uh, some of the covert moral bio-enhancement? How much they pay for playing war as a mercenary this day and age? I would imagine it's quite a bit, Charles. Um, especially in uh, such a <laughs> this isn't uh, this isn't uh, shooting round uh, Iraq and uh, shooting at Abdul in his uh, pajamas. Uh, <laughs> Russians, Russians can hit back. So Give me one example, so you'll see because I don't want to bore Let's you. Let's come with this. With, uh detailed detailed plans I, 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 but they are detailed in my mind um, we came out of COVID first I described that in my book my conversations with Albert Bourla Pfizer and I persuaded him to give tiny Israel uh, the, the necessary vaccines to get us out first from the COVID and the reason I could do that is because we have a data yeah, here's, a, here's the important part database 98 percent a medical database, 98% of our population has digitized medical records and little card. Oh, don't do it, Charles. <laughs> we need you. We need you here. <laughs> don't go. But, uh, yeah, um, old, uh, old Benjamin is about to uh, tell us uh, how he was able to jump the queue, if everyone remembers, can cast their mind back to um, back then where everyone was scrambling for uh, the gene transfection technologies. But uh, now he's going to tell you why and what's, what's coming. And anywhere you go in any hospital in Israel, north, south, doesn't make any difference. Boom, you punch it in and you know everything about this patient for the last 20 years. I said, we'll use that to tell you whether these vaccines, what do they do to people, not individual people, not with their individual identities, but statistically, what does it do to people with, uh, uh, you know, with uh, meningitis? What does it do to people with high blood pressure? What is it? You know, you want to know that. So Israel became, if you will, the, the lab for Pfizer, and that's how we did it. We got out and we gave the information to the world, not only, it's been published in medical magazines and so on. Um, that's a database we have. I intend to bring on that base, database of medical, personal medical records for entire population, a genetic database, genomes, okay? Give me a saliva sample. Is that right, Benji? Is that right? You're going to take that genetic data and uh, plant it onto those uh, medical records, are you? Is that, is, that, is that what this was all about? Uh, Punjabi Prepper says, yes, of course the Russians are using um, Mercs as well, but 
I can't speak Russian, and uh, you know the the way that this war's progressed. I'm afraid that uh, my my sympathies lie with uh, those. Of, oh, Pappy Putin getting rid of the old uh, LGBTQ books on the bookshelf and uh, bringing uh, bringing proper presents for the young man. <laughs> well, they were giving a lot of placebos to promote it more. Um, now, nah, look, there, there was an, we got the first safety signals out of Israel. Now, were there were there blanks mixed up in it? I would imagine so, for sure. But here, here they're telling you, or he's telling you what what they've got planned, right? Volunteer, but I'm sure most people would do it. Maybe we'll pay them. Now we have a genetic record on a medical record of a robust population. It's got you have to have diversified populations. We have people from a hundred lands. This is a very powerful engine. Now, now let uh, pharma companies, let medical companies, let them run algorithms on this database, okay? I'm telling you right away that I'll give preference for a few years to Israeli firms. But you... They'll give preference for a few years to Israeli firms. Ha! Imagine my shock. Imagine my surprise, folks, as uh, they look for those telltale uh, lizard genes. They can, uh, they can say in their mind, because uh, covert moral bio enhancement is in the eye of the beholder, uh, they can sort through uh, the <laughs> the wheat from the chaff and uh, they can burn the chaff. So you can create and then to the world, but you can create, uh, you know, a biotechnological industry that is un unheard of right now, unheard of, unimagined even. Uh, and these are just the examples. So we can become a lot, stave off Iran, become a light onto the nations in. Uh... All the tropes are there. All the tropes are there. And I, I will fucking stand by, stand by the early analysis, right? That these motherfuckers had a, a lot to do with the current scenario in which we find ourselves um, ably abetted by the. Uh, the greedy pigs of uh, Western corporations, the transnationals, uh, probably uh, using and abusing uh, institutes uh, that we, uh, our fathers and our fathers, 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 uh, bequeathed to us uh, as a uh, <laughs> try to shield from uh, predators. Groundbreaking uh, technologies uh, that will benefit not only Israel, but our neighbors in the Middle East and the entire world, which is what is happening anyway, but bring it to a higher scale. Bring it to a higher scale. Is that right? Is that right? So, <laughs> I'm, I, just call me a little sceptical. I'm uh, I'm a bit concerned when there is, uh, how should we say, an eschatological uh mind virus running through the population there and uh, one that is uh, how should we say if anything um uh look <laughs> was the, there's nothing wrong with a bit of in-group preference <laughs> we'll learn that here but uh supremacist let's let's put it in those terms so um <laughs> this this is, I think, a very, very big tell, and you know they'll sort of let that information get out as uh, as is necessary. And <laughs> Israeli companies taking a lead in the uh, biofascist corporate state about to uh, chomp down on your ass. <laughs> Imagine that. 
Uh, Alaska Man says, Kev, Merry Christmas, you son of a bitch. Uh, Merry Christmas to you, sir. Um, please uh, send uh, send uh, shekels to Kev for Christmas. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll uh, grab on to uh, that um, that bit of uh, <laughs> Armageddon fetishism. <laughs> I'll, I'll enjoy Christmas um, even if even if it's got uh, pagan roots. So um, you know. I wanted to uh, bring this up because, like I say, I think it's an important date point when trying to, like I say, who are the protagonists in this war? I don't think you can think of it as uh, the, the old styles of warfare, which we're going to look at Robert Malone's uh, take on stuff. And I'll, you know, I want to see what I agree with and what I disagree with. Um, so, uh, an update on uh, this story uh, the carpet munching. Uh, head of the Australian Medical Association, um, who her and her wife suffered uh, serious ongoing injuries. I wonder if they were. <laughs> uh, I wonder if they were. Um, I wonder if they've got that uh, straight into gay book on their bookshelf, and I wonder if they've uh, mentally abused um, some children during their uh, lifetime. But uh, the apparently, apparently this fucking bitch even even when she was uh vaccine and her partner i won't, i don't want to use the term wife um getting chewed up chewed up by an adverse event was telling Ozzy's to go out and uh say um pushing it on kids hello i have a few things to say about the start of the new school year the Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk has quite sensibly announced that she has no intention of sending primary school children back to school at the peak of this wave of the COVID pandemic. In contrast, New South Wales Premier Dominic Perrottet announced today that children would be going back to the classroom on day one of the first term. Now, as a doctor, this really disturbs me, and I'll tell you why. Classrooms are crowded and most are poorly ventilated. Those problems could be mitigated with CO2 monitoring, improving... Just uh, in, in light of... Um this clip and just think that uh, all those uh, all those israeli companies all those israeli companies were trying to uh, hedge their bets and use your children for uh, experimentation ventilation and air purifiers but that work has not been completed Primary school children are still mostly unvaccinated and there are supply issues with the vaccine and that means that most children will not be vaccinated before the start of term. The long-term implications of even mild COVID infection for a child, including long COVID, are still largely unknown. Even if a child is vaccinated, they can still transmit... Mm, I, I want to say by 2022, we were getting a good handle on kids were generally skipped over by, uh, by COVID. Um, the real... The real problem here is uh, these, uh, <laughs> I don't want to just uh, always use uh, the soundboard, but um, yeah, let's say it's a death cult. The death cult um, have their eyes on your, on your kids right now uh, for their own fear of death, I would say. Um, the infection to teachers to parents to grandparents and other caregivers and some of those adults could be medically vulnerable if children become sick their caregivers have to stay home from work during their isolation period if caregivers become sick any word on if the mrna gets into the germline um 
Not yet. Nothing I've seen that's super convincing. Um, there's evidence that it maybe can translocate to the nucleus somewhat. Um, there's tantalizing details that there's spike production somehow and maybe that's been integrated and expressing um, but for sure we know that the lipid nanoparticle does go to the ovaries and in in my mind that's that's an assault on your um, on your germline um, if you want my opinion and uh, look and I get it that these conversations can make people feel uncomfortable but we have to, we have to understand uh, who and what we're dealing with is and what what their motivations uh, could be um, for the love of money I don't think it's for the love of money uh, we I, I'm uh, until we can diffuse Ironically, the uh, the bio warfare and the or, or disambiguate what could be legit medical countermeasures versus um, you know someone's someone's wet dream about prophecy, etc. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm inclined to stay um, all uh, all. Um, what Nick? COVID nineteen has transfected all of you. You're all trannies now. Um, <laughs> now whilst I've got breath in my body, sir. <laughs> I'm sure it has an epigenetic effect on the germline, but what doesn't? Oh yeah, for for sure. But you know, is it? Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're not, Charles. But. Um, <laughs> More bromide in the water. It's almost like believing your God's chosen is pathological and breeds pathology. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine that, eh? Who looks after the sick children? With the high numbers of people in the New South Wales community with COVID, and with those numbers expected to continue to rise, many teachers may have COVID or become close contacts, and there'll be fewer teachers available to work in classrooms. There will be logistical problems getting all teachers to have a third dose before the start of term. Sending children back to a classroom at the peak of a pandemic makes absolutely no sense. This announcement is not about keeping people safe. It's a recipe for chaos. All school children will need to wear masks and the role of rapid antigen testing will also need to be enhanced. Return to primary school classrooms should be delayed until vaccination levels are optimal and mitigation measures are completed. And this wave of the pandemic has passed. Fuck them. Fuck them. Um, no, <laughs> no amnesty as far as I'm concerned. And don't forget, she's she's done that whilst she's she knows very well that there are um, unpredictable uh, side effects. So um, uh, <laughs> as we're dealing with fifth generation warfare, here's more more propaganda being uh, aimed at your children, folks. Um, this is super cringe. I don't know if I'll be able to play it all, but I'll, I'll start. Well, kids, I'm just doing my yearly call to the North Pole for Santa's holiday health oh, check. Oh, round What Why, hello, Dr. Tam. 
Mrs. Claw, so good to see you again. What is Now, just the uh, subtext here is uh, there's no Father Christmas. It's it's Mrs. Christmas. The woke thinking that's gone into this. <laughs> what? That's that's why I'm uh, I'm sticking with El Papi Putin all the time. All the time we can keep trad Christmas. <laughs> he gets my vote. <laughs> she has a big Adam's apple. She does well. Yeah. Um, does does seem kind of like a dude santa go oh santa was late for snow yoga with the elves and reindeer he says it's great cross training for sleigh driving sounds fun are you all set for the holiday season oh of course i i must say dr tam it just warms my heart to see everyone in canada especially kids <laughs> Working so hard to keep the holidays safe and cheerful for all. So am I, Mrs. Claus. Every child in Canada has definitely earned a place on the nice list. Their parents and caregivers too. It's been a tough season with lots of viruses making people sick. Thankfully, Santa and I are feeling as healthy as ever. We are both up to date with our vaccinations, including COVID boosters and flu shots. That's so good to hear. I always tell Santa to make a list and check it twice. One, stay up to date on your vaccinations. Two, wear a mask in crowded indoor places and make sure it fits nice and snug. Three, wash your hands to the tune of jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Great advice. Great voice too. Also, you can be sure to stay at home if you're feeling sick. And if you're gathering indoors with other people or elves, open a door or a window with for a few minutes at a time to let in some fresh air. The more items you check off the list, the more protected you are. Yes, you can think of it like decorating a tree. You need tinsel, lights, ornaments, and the star on top. The tree is at its best when all the decorations are up and nicely layered. Thanks, Mrs. Claus. Happy holidays, everyone. Fuck you, Canada. That's what I've got to say. Fuck you. Hey. Damn it. <laughs> Someone stuck some coal in the straw. How dare they, though? How dare they? Um, just, uh, yeah, pure, pure insanity. Uh, <laughs> but um, I want to get to Robert Malone, so I'm... I'm skip through uh so this came out um a opinion article i don't i'm not sure trial site news counts as a um <laughs> peer review journal but did national security imperatives compromise covid19 vaccine safety um here is the link uh for this you have to excuse my sticks no it didn't um now uh operation warp speed um so Look, I'm going to read a little bit from it. So, a national security operation. There's now evidence to suggest that SARS-CoV-2 virus was interpreted by the U.S. as a national security threat in early 2020. Furthermore, there appears to be strong evidence the United States Department of Defense was and still is in full control of the COVID vaccine development program, including the clinical trials, development, manufacturing, quality assurance, or that explains a lot, distribution and administration since early 2020. The evidence shows that the chief operating officer for Warp Suite vaccine program is the U.S. Department of Defense. It also 
also shows that the chief science advisor is the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. It appears that all the pharmaceutical manufacturing and distribution is being done under the contract with or by the U.S. Department of Defense. The major pharmaceutical companies AstraZeneca, Janssen, Moderna, Novavax, Biotech, Pfizer, Sanofi have been involved as project coordination teams acting under contract to the U.S. Department of Defense. Uh, communications to the American people by Anthony Fauci, Rochelle Walensky and Alex Azar have been disingenuous from early 2020 to late 2022. I agree. Uh, contrary to popular belief that international pharmaceutical companies drove the COVID-19 vaccine development programs, evidence published on US FDA's website reveal a chain of command and control under Operation Warp Speed, whereby COVID vaccine manufacturers effectively performed as subcontractors to the DOD. Such overall authority and control could account for the apparent readiness of the FDA to significantly compromise or trade off the normal safety standards for the sake of expediency given the DOD imperatives and the perceived emergency. Um, now, the we don't need to read about the, um, the nature of the gene transfections. We understand these. But again, hints, not hints, <laughs> big, big fucking clue bat up the side of the head <laughs> telling you that... Um, era um we're under military control and coordination and again you have to ask why and who's uh who's leading uh the the parade here and it's just uh she came in late just to give you a hint <laughs> there <laughs> that's one of them that is one of them and um it just it it's part of the discussion that I was having with Charles these last few streams about, you know, the uh, the extent of this warfare, the methods that they would use and how they would roll them out. And, you know, if we can look at the last 20, um, 20 years, um, you know, was were we looking at a sort of blueprint uh, for um, how they how they intend to uh, dominate the world, and now I will. Uh, it's not lost on me who made up uh, most of the Bolsheviks. Just uh, keep that in mind. Uh, I think I should take over reading duties. Sound better with my stitch impersonation. Oi, knock it off. Um, so I'd put the link right. So again, um, how much of this is peer reviewed? etc what's what's the use of peer review these days um everything is uh up in the air and you know we have to we have to find out who's um who's really got their fingers on um the trigger uh aklm says soros is noted nazi collaborator so is bb um well <laughs> yeah Many, many are linked to look. There's a there's a complex history just about the establishment of Israel, Zionism, etc. It all it all goes back a long way. And you know, if we want to peel back layers, I, I would say we could find um, lots of evidential uh, links were one to go looking. And whilst uh, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this one, I wanted to do do it longer. But um, there's been. Um, more redactions this time from Australia. This from Jiki Leaks, and um, basically, um, what that what they were hiding in original FOIA documents was that they um, uh, th th 
they class this type of therapeutic uh, in the uh, gene therapy basket. It's how it was always understood up until the last uh, couple of years. And um, there were preemptive moves made like changing the definitions in the EU in 2019 as to what constituted uh, gene therapy and techniques. And um, we... Um, they've, they've gaslit us somewhat. And it, again, I think we're still trying to work out the intentions and maybe, you know, maybe, maybe in a <laughs> fantasy wonderland, it was, it's all just about um, business and um, they're getting a, a head start on competitors, which is what Bibi told us at the beginning. Um, and I'm, I, I'm not prepared to stop there. I think, again, we have to uh, understand the eschatological driving forces at the moment. And um, because it doesn't matter what you believe, it's what the other um, retard on the other side of the room believes. Um, do, 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 do. Uh, Jana says, I'm obsessive about calling them gene therapy rather than vaccines. Um, there's no such thing as gaslighting. <laughs> I agree. Uh, do, 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 do. Civil war equals a military fighting itself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> classy, uh, classic uh, meme from Charles there. Um, when you check the tip jar, please play. Uh, this is not a picnic. Uh, I will do that for you. Um, I'll check it right now. Uh, boom! Oh, wonderful. <laughs> it's, uh... This is a war zone. This is not a picnic site. Tank battle, air bombard, rockets, missiles. Everything has been hitting here. Mm, everything has been hitting here. Merry Christmas to you, John. I hope uh, hope you have a wonderful one. Hope you have a puppy pew in Christmas. Uh, I see Doc Heck says, although I do agree, military operations are currently being directed to the general public. Yes. Yeah. Um, and again, uh, under what pretext? What's gone on in the back rooms? And the. Oh, again, are we, what are we dealing with? Uh, a, a, a push to establish a prophetic destiny? Or is it just uh, <laughs> just more shekels? More shekels and more gold. <laughs> All right, so, uh, yeah, go. It's an interesting thread, um, that one. And let's let's get to Robert Malone. Now, I had two Robert Malone clips. One is short, one is long, and but the day is long. And in this instance, I think... <sighs> I think I'll, I'll skip this one and go to this one this is the new american um veronica i think her name is I, I spoke to them at the beginning of the pandemic um and let's what i want to do is sort of appraise the language and what what why the uh the change when you know I, I think that we could have been using this language much, much earlier. Um, and judge a man by the company he keeps. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring this up just because I have a uh, uh, visceral hatred for... <laughs> uh, 
Oh dear, oh dear. Yeah, judge a man by the company he keeps. <laughs> yes. All right, uh, thank you for that. Uh, Malone is happy to be back on Twitter. Yeah, and look, um, I, I'm, I would like to pick his brain. Um, I don't. Know, I want to know in, in in this information warfare who's um, who's in my foxhole, and um, you know the the work done by Mark, which showed that Malone went a long way to sort of clearing the way for um, Remdesivir to be rolled out on mass. Um, you know, it's not to be uh, it's not to be forgotten. I would also say that we have um, we can be in a situation where departments are so siloed that you know once the order is given at a higher higher up enough level that people just sort of got along with whatever it is that they do and Robert Malone, if if anything, worked as DOD contractor looking into vaccines. Now, maybe maybe at the beginning he just thought, oh, uh, business is good. Oh. And may, maybe um, he had a road to Damascus moment. Maybe. I hope that's the case. Um, if not, then what we're looking at is another form of narrative control, which is... Um, and they're having to reveal the ground truth little little by little. And that's all I will say for the intro. So I have to jump. I personally believe that... I personally hold ourselves to a higher standard. titles The Great Reset and Transhumanism. The magazine's publisher, Dennis Berian, described the would-be international controllers using war, famine, and pestilence to undermine modern civilization. When thinking about war, one may imagine combating armies, soldiers, and mercenaries bleeding and dying on the battlefield, destroyed infrastructure, and bombs flying in the air. Well, it is... Wait. This is a war zone. This is not a picnic site. Tank battle, air bombard, rockets, missiles, everything has been hitting here. Everything has been hitting it's here. It's still happening in all corners of the planet. The most dangerous war, dubbed by the experts fifth-generation warfare, is happening covertly and touching every single consumer of mass information. In that yes. war, the yes, battleground yes, yes. is not a physical space. <laughs> the new American, now in Eastern European accent. Ah, she's a hottie. Oh, forgive it. But the minds of everyday people. Today, it's my privilege to speak with Dr. Robert Malone, an original inventor of the mRNA vaccine platform, a longtime researcher and developer of biodefense countermeasures for the DOD contractors, who emerged as one of the internationally recognized leaders of the freedom movement during the COVID pandemic. Dr. Malone has just came up with a book titled Lies My Government Sold Me. Doc Heck says, it's been my suspicion Malone has been trying to hedge his place in history as both the inventor of the technology being implemented and his culpability in disclosing what he knows out of a moral duty. Yeah, um, I I could buy that as a, um explanation. And, um, you know, 
<laughs> maybe maybe he's uh, he's concerned what the mob would do. Um, I dare you look at that hearty without a kilogram of makeup. I dare you to look at me. Not that I wear makeup, but without all the filters on. And the better future coming, which not surprisingly already became a Wall Street Journal national bestseller. Dr. Malone, welcome. It's my pleasure to speak with you again. Thank you, Veronica. It's, of course, always my pleasure to speak with you. And uh, we've had so many conversations now over the last two years. We've developed quite a history. Um, and I noticed that when my Twitter account was relaunched, uh, I still had your uh, interview here pegged as as the top um, uh, Twitter post that I'd had at the time. So it was just a, a kind of a trip back in history to remember that. Yes, true. I'm really, I'm really happy that your profile got reinstated and that it grew by a quarter of a million followers in within within a couple of days. Is it correct? Yeah, it's it's uh, it really took off. Um, it's well north of seven hundred fifty thousand now, and all across plan platforms, I'm I'm at about one and a half million. Well, uh, again, uh, it does not surprise me at all. Well, uh, doctor, uh, lies have be became a distinct feature of the pandemic messaging and uh, coverage. And unfortunately, uh, uh, this is me referring to the title of your book, this powerful weapon is being constantly perfected. And before we uh, get into more details, uh, I'd like to get... Which is, I think is an important point. So there was, uh, they will have gamed everything, but there's still the, uh, how do you say, the unknown unknowns when the the, the pin is pulled and uh, the everything um, is set in motion. And, you know, I think that's why we're, you know, could be part of the reason that we, we see Robert Malone um, speaking um so frankly right now now again i wish that there was a uh there'd been more effort put into describing this from a from a warfare context right from the get-go it was bloody obvious to some of us um, your take on the obvious lie that anyone who questions COVID shots, even if you're inventor of the mRNA um, vaccine platform, uh, is considered a public health threat. Last week, the World Health Organization posted a short clip that calls anti-vaccine activism and anti-scientific aggression and a killing force that has claimed more lives than international terrorism and gun violence combined. Doctor, uh, let's take a look. We have to recognize that anti-vaccine... <laughs> no! <laughs> Not hotels. We watched this the other day, but um, this is this is part of the information warfare as well. And uh, we've just uh, <laughs> hotels is a member of the tribe too. Let's not forget that vaccine activism, which I actually call anti-science aggression, has now become a major killing force globally during the COVID pandemic in the United States. He can't say that. It's, it's just. Where's he pulling those numbers from? Out of his ass. That's where he's pulling them from. 
States, 200,000 Americans needlessly lost their lives because they refused a COVID vaccine, even after vaccines became widely available. And now the anti-vaccine activism is expanding across the world, even into low and middle income countries. It's a killing force. Anti-science now kills more people than things like gun violence, global terrorism, nuclear proliferation, or cyber attacks. And now it's become a political movement. In the U.S., it's linked to far extremism on the far right, same in Germany. So this is a new face of anti-science aggression. And so we need political... Oh, fucking asshole. I can't stand him. Solutions to address this. What's your reaction to the claims made by the WHO? So the WHO, unfortunately, seems to have lost its way. It's really become captured by the, the Chinese Communist Party in a very significant way, together with... Wap, uh, that goes my first alarm bell. And um, the uh, the drawing, well, not drawing attention, but um, it's it's all ching chongs. <laughs> all ching chongs. I'm not so sure. Uh, it's uh, it's the, well, so many, so many layers. Uh, wrapped up in this in this uh shit sandwich we're having to eat but um well that's the first alarm bell ringing um let's uh see if he expands on it a bit more the globalist cabal um one Better. face of which is the world economic forum of course another face of which is the bill and melinda gates foundation uh both of these organizations the world economic forum and the bill and melinda gates foundation have significant financial conflicts of interest in uh supporting vaccination in the vaccine industry and particularly these vaccines remember that it was the uh, world economic forum and the bill and melinda gates foundation that sponsored event 201 which is true um and again uh, how much how much of these are uh you know but the real controllers can act in the shadows. Uh, what's above World Economic Forum? Bilderberg, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> choose, your, choose your group. Havad um, Lubavitch, maybe. Immediately preceded the outbreak and uh, anticipated much of this propaganda censorship um, and authoritarian practices that we've all seen deployed on us over the last three years. In the case of the World uh, Health Organization statement, it's not consistent with the facts, but that's often been the case with the World Health Organization. We've seen this repeatedly over the last three years. Uh, the And furthermore, the, they are playing this usual game of lumping all together and then uh, ridiculing or gaslighting or accusing the bunch. There's no question that there are some people, and and I really don't think that it's it's appropriate to call them right-wing or left-wing or whatever. There, there are, are people particularly in social media, who thrive on controversy. And that includes people who appear to be infiltrator disruptors. Wait, what? Infiltrators, disruptors? Hmm. Where's this going? Uh, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later about black propaganda. So... Uh, blick. Blick. Blick propaganda. Uh, Malone has such contrived street speech patterns. Uh, maybe. Um... <laughs> See, snakes snooze six for a billion dollars for being a snake. Okay. Uh, see, it's all blame Ching Chong. What is this, 2020? <laughs> right? <laughs> Whoever Senior Gates has paid his organization to say. Um, yes, yeah, uh, keep that in mind. It's all alt media narrative, BIS, World Bank. It's the economy, stupid. Um, yeah, I, you know, I think that's a large part of it. I, I, I can't discount that. 
factor into the equations. Um, just what I would like to do is to make sure that we're not taking our eye off the ball when trying to understand, uh, I would just say, higher order, higher dimensional motivations. And again, uh, understand the eschatology of your enemy. What we seem to see with the World Health Organization statement is uh, painting with a very broad brush and uh, and really uh, gaslighting, denigrating, and accusing and threatening now. I mean, uh, really, the statements are threatening um, mm-hmm. uh, to, to those uh, that are trying to speak out about the actual scientific data uh, because they're accusing us of being mass murderers. And uh, this is irresponsible, in my opinion. This is grossly irresponsible, and it is clearly propaganda. The World Health Organization has disregarded the actual data on safety and effectiveness of these products all the way through. I agree and on has actively deployed uh, and participated in what I assert is the largest uh, propaganda campaign, the most comprehensive global propaganda campaign in the history of the world, certainly of the Western world. I want to exclude the former Soviet Union and the current uh, um, Chinese Communist Party, but in the Western world, we've never experienced anything like this. And as you know, I've just returned from Austria. And uh, in particular, you'll recall, I know you're very aware of this uh, as a sophisticated world traveler, that Vienna is a major cultural hub of the world, always has been from you know centuries. And one of the things I learned was right at the start of the outbreak, virtually all of the uh, of those participating in the arts, all the way down to the local level, received money uh, immediately to entice and compel them and coerce them to become uh, vaccination advocates. So this this propaganda campaign coupled with money uh, and the buying of influencers happened globally from the very outset of this outbreak. And it was absolutely something that had been planned during event 201. I would say planned uh, long before that as well. And, you know, he's he's laying out here the mechanisms and, you know, we have to disambiguate who the influencers are. And, you know, the, as I say, I don't think um, Robert Malone is struggling for a penny or two. I don't think he's checking down the back of the sofa once a week um well no, maybe he is maybe he's uh maybe the tribe we don't know it uh which was in the fall of 2019 just for those of you that are not familiar so i i really see this world health organization statement as yet more propaganda another in a long series of propaganda efforts on their part and uh they're increasingly not credible i i think that few serious um followers of uh what has transpired here of the actual data now, look, before he, he um, launches on from here, this is where my mind is at. Well, OK, we can we can all poke fingers at the World Health Organization, etc. It's it's an easy target. There are far, far more uh, dangerous uh, bears to poke, I guess. And um, we, um, well, keep that in mind as he he progresses through this uh, this interview. Place any credibility on the statements. How, how much is he going to call out DODs? What I'm trying to say. To the World Health Organization at this point. Another point to remember is... And and just the corporations. <laughs> just uh, it, not, not just uh, not just the uh, ones that are obvious, right? The, you know, we need to know about BlackRock, Vanguard, all those uh, ne'er-do-wells as well. That 
uh, Jeremy Farrar, formerly of Welcome Trust, uh, who was actively conspiring with Tony Fauci and Cliff Lane to suppress information about the lab leak. We know this from Farrar's own book. He bought burner phones uh, to uh, conceal what he was doing uh, with uh, Tony and others trying to cover up the lab leak. He's now become the chief scientific officer of the World Health Organization. He has. Yeah. So I think with that, we can just park the World Health Organization as an agency which really no longer has any credibility in this area. Well, I'll, I'll put it into the hostile camp. How about that? And uh, we should uh, we should treat it accordingly. Um, I, I don't know about, you know, the his language is um, not direct enough for me, but... After political persuasion, though, and various propaganda techniques um, are as old as politics, yet it seems that now that people strongly rely on online news media and social media, these techniques have been uh, taken to a whole new level and have been really weaponized against people. Uh, could you please provide us with a general overview of the fifth generation warfare strategy uh, and objectives um, during the pandemic? Well, thanks for that opportunity. Um, it's it's a phrase. One of those softball questions in there and uh, look I, I guess they've got a build structure into uh into the interview so i shouldn't be too too critical of uh, this i just uh, get to the meat of the matter Come on. it is a little bit of a misnomer in that uh when for people that encounter this for the first time first off the acronym is 5gw and many people think this has to do with uh um, <laughs> but with 5g and their cell phones but it doesn't this is fifth generation warfare that we're talking about and uh many people think that that are that are scholars in this area which is a growing area and i just want to give the caveat i'm a student here i'm learning i think we all are about what what this new battlefield landscape uh look there's a fair point um, Centipede says all these agencies, organizations, and corporations are just conduits of the state in this scenario. They are all interchangeable. Yeah, um, I would I would go with uh, that. Um, Looks like. And I think your opening um, statement. Was... And, and, you know, the the important point is, is that you, you can slip from different types of uh, warfare depending on the tactical requirements <laughs> at the at the moment. And, you know, the information and propaganda is used to uh well um you're trying to convince your enemy to uh, lay down arms essentially right and you know much of what they did in iraq and they would they would bomb them with leaflets right saying that we'll give you surrender we'll give you a safe um safe passage and a, a, a warm meal so Keep, keep that in mind. It was really an excellent summary of key features. Uh, another way to think about it is there are gradients of warfare rather than yeah. uh, generations of warfare because they all exist concurrently. Uh, the first generation or gradient of warfare goes back to the 1600s and before. This is uh, lines of uh, combatants facing each other uh, with whether it's bows and arrows or muskets or guns or horses and sabers and spears or whatever, there are two lines in the battlefield environment confronting each other, and they're basically trying to force their opponents to concede territory. So that's first gen. Second generation is, you can think of it as World War One. World War One, we still had those battle lines, you'll recall, uh, but we had these overwhelming technical force capabilities that were arrayed along those battle lines. So this is the big cannon, um, the larger guns, the use of uh, chemical weapons, etc., uh, trench warfare. Reading, 
he's reading off a bunch of uh, bullet points there. Um, uh, so that's second gen. Third gen or, or uh, gradient is uh, what the Germans pioneered in World War II. In second gen and first gen, there's it's very much a centralized top-down command structure uh, where you have a single leader typically or, or a delegated leader, a general, that is commanding forces and all the way down to the local corporal, they respond to the command uh, coming from the center. Uh, this is the case in, in second gen and first gen. In third gen, the, the Germans learned that they could really increase maneuver, maneuverability and agility if they let the uh, operational commanders down at the local field level uh, have uh, autonomy. So they would be given uh, strategy and objectives uh, and then allowed to have autonomy to improvise within the battlefield environment that they were in. And of course, the Germans were extremely successful with this, uh, Rommel being a great example of that, but they you know, overwhelmed the French Maginot line with bullets were uh, just... Well, it does have the Rick Rannis confused face in full force today. Maybe he is a gatekeeper. Um, yeah, um, like I say, this doesn't, it, it's not coming off as sort of spontaneous to me. He's reading. Uh, he might not be reading text, but he's reading a bunch of bullet points. So uh, that would be my assessment at this point. Transformed warfare. So that's third gen. Fourth generation warfare is what we have seen deployed in the insurgency efforts, and Al-Qaeda is a great example of that. And Al-Qaeda had adapted and further advanced a lot of the uh, uh, battlefield um, operational uh, plans and capabilities within uh, the fourth generation or fourth uh, wave kind of warfare space. And um, increasingly that involved the use of propaganda or other techniques to uh, insert and convert the opposition, let's say, culture to uh, um, buy into the worldview or the political view or the religious view of uh, the insurgent opposition forces. Look, they're trying to make money with books. Now they have a following. All of us have been Hollywood into thinking this is our moral high ground. We are brainwashed. Um, yeah, look, uh, book grift is a, a big indicator that you're dealing with someone um, who's <laughs> books and vitamins. It's a big tell, <laughs> and um, the but you know he's uh, he's he's giving it away right now at the moment, right? So anyone's got a link for that, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll I'll peruse it whilst I'm on the loo. And I note that I I I've mentioned this a few times. I can't find any examples of the United States winning prevailing in fourth generation warfare, going back to Vietnam and ever since. In a sense, you could say Iraq, but Iraq was really third generation warfare with tanks and missiles and all that kind of stuff. It was really kind of old school. Uh, but Afghanistan was absolutely a combination of third and fourth gen. And obviously the United States, both the United States and the former Soviet Union did not fare very well in that battlefield environment. Um, and uh, a key feature as, as we migrate towards this gradient uh, through fourth gen, is increasingly it's not about territory, it's about minds, opinions, belief systems, and that kind of stuff. Uh, uh, and a fascinating illustration of this, I was recently in the Bosphorus. Is this the impulse group behind a leader? Yeah, I, again, I would be uh, remiss in my duty to remind folks of that, particularly ones that 
well, you know, <laughs> had, a, had both feet firmly planted in the uh, military-industrial complex uh, nearly a few months ago. So um, none, none of this is new. Um, well, it's it's probably not to us. I guess the the question is what um, what can we extract from this, and what's what's useful? Again, I would say if he's if he's firing in the right direction right now, much like when he was raising alarm bells about using gene transfection technologies in children, I'll take that. I'll take the the win in that respect, and. Um, you know, have we got to, have we got to shut someone down because he's trying to grift a book? I mean, you've got to get it out there, right? You've got to get the information out there, and you've got to get it onto airport bookshelves, I guess. Um, and you know, it, it comes down to um, how useful the information is. Um, always take the win for the children. Yeah. Um, uh, think it through. We love World War Two movies. Um, for us, you may recall, uh, for about a week and a half. Uh, so, uh, spending time in Istanbul, and I got to learn a lot about the way Turkey approaches the world, which is complicated because they are the Bosphorus is the mouth of the Black Sea, and the Black Sea, of course, uh, feeds both uh, Russia as it exists right now and Ukraine, both of which uh, Turkey maintains good relations with, and uh, or attempts to in any case. And uh, Turkey is in a be very complicated position right now because of uh, that uh, physical geography and uh, is in a position where they're able to uh, employ a lot of different capabilities to maintain their geopolitical stance. But historically, they had found, um, uh, um, with the rise of Erdogan, uh, that um, the former secular Turkey was being infiltrated by socialists. And um, as I understand the politics there, much of the business community, which like in most countries, uh, business and finance uh, calls the shots more than the rest of us, uh, um, were quite alarmed by this uh, infiltration, secular infiltration uh, of uh, socialists within Turkey's uh, structure. And you may recall that Turkey pivoted to becoming an Islamic Republic. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was not so much about religion. That was very pragmatic pivot uh, because the uh, Islamic uh, Islamicists and Islamic culture was much more resistant to the infiltration of the socialists. And the business sector basically said, well, we'd far rather have uh, Islamic Republic and not have infiltration of socialists than to have a uh, non-secular a republic and have to deal with that problem. And so that was the underpinning for why Turkey pivoted towards Islamicism, which seems completely paradoxical for those of us in the West. I, I never would have imagined that, but such is the nature of geopolitics in the modern time. Then we get to fifth gen. And in as you say, in fifth generation warfare, in, uh, if we think of Clausewitz, um, war is politics by other means, um, what we now have is an extension of the spectrum of the battlefield. It started off as about territory, and now, and, and propaganda has always been used. But now, within this, this gradient or spectrum of warfare options, nation states in an environment where uh, we forced it out to the periphery, like, for instance, as you're very familiar with Ukraine, 
Um, but uh, within the battlefield of geopolitical conflict with uh, within Europe, for example, or or the former uh, Soviet states at the boundary of Europe, uh, and just as I was expressing, Turkey and the Black Sea and and uh, um, through the Mediterranean, uh, armed conflict, missiles, guns, etc are increasingly untenable for a imperialistic nation state uh and they're <laughs> hang on a minute um they're just uh they're just extra strings to the bow in the current context needs to be other uh tools and capabilities that can be deployed mm-hmm. and uh that on that spectrum um full uh propaganda information based warfare designed to uh influence and capture the minds of the, the uh, um, opponent, let's say, I didn't want to say enemy, your opponent and the people that your opponent uh, represent to uh, cause them to accept uh, the philosophy, the belief system, the politics that you wish to force into their environment. Remember, this is this gets to what is warfare all about. It's causing your opponent uh, to grant or concede to you something of value that you want and they don't want to give up. <laughs> And so in 5G warfare, um, this uh, conflict is reduced down to the level where ideally leaders are not even identifiable. The energy expended to... Uh, Which is a crucial point because we are still struggling to nail on who are the protagonists right now. I would say we've we've seen the release of uh, biological agents. Uh, We've seen the deployment in the form of medical countermeasures. We've seen the um, pervasive restructuring of standard operating procedures that were in place and had been honed through uh, decades or centuries of experience, you you could suggest. And we can... Well, do I have a fourth one? Well, those three are enough to... To, be getting on to achieve with. the objective is as low as possible, as minimal as possible. And uh... well, yeah, I, I guess um, we're we're still struggling right now to be able to identify. We can we can pick out specific corporations, World Health Organization, etc. But um, I think there's there's operational levels behind which will I guess are always going to be opaque somewhat. Um, this I guess it's just the human condition, for want of a better expression. Uh, the objective is all about uh, convincing, uh, co-opting. There's a whole lot of words in that word cloud. Uh, the uh, populace of the opponent to accept. Uh, whatever it is that you're wishing to force into them in terms of their belief system, their politics, their religion, whatever the thing is. Uh, And we absolutely have seen over the last three years uh, the deployment of a military-grade fifth-generation warfare propaganda technology that has been turned on the citizens of the Western nation-states. Now, yes. I will agree with his premise at that point, uh, absolutely. And uh, you know, so again, something that got honed over the last twenty years out of the uh, deserts of the Middle East, and uh, <laughs> yeah, as we all sat there and applauded, Abdul got kicking. Uh, we were just, we were just uh, ushering ourselves into the. Uh, 
the slaughterhouse. This, this is technology and approach, which is widely used in the Central Communist Party of China, as you know, uh, was previously widely used, but in a more crude way in uh, the former USSR. But now we're seeing it deployed globally in a harmonized, synchronized way across the entire West. And one of the things that it's kind of um, hard to, when you first encounter the logic of fifth gen warfare, um, uh, it, it seems so foreign this battlefield for people's minds and belief and mm, uh the is it foreign i mean like i say that uh central saying earlier in the chat that you know the propaganda battle has always sort of been a part of warfare i mean the the sophistication of the techniques has uh, changed radically um but yeah oh tokyo rose uh, was a thing <laughs> and uh emotions uh, and a lot of the concepts and language seem really foreign. But as I've, as a student, tried to understand it more and more and assimilate it, I think we have to become masters of, of this uh, new battlefield uh, and the strategies behind it. They say I'm part of, yeah. What's this? of a global plan. I don't think so. It's too hot. It's too cold. You know what? The weather changes. Here's the news, Dad. Nope. It's hard to tell what's real and what's fake these days. <laughs> it's the fake news and always get the truth. Go to the newamerican.com. Uh, distinguished though is that <laughs> Bravo New American for <laughs> drip feeding narratives for alt media. Yeah, and look, it's it's you know people are starting to pick this up, and you know the the hold, holding that we were in a, a, a warfare posture was a uh, very very difficult one <laughs> at the beginning of all this um uh, nonsense and the you know i guess that becomes easier now uh but you know i'm i've been marked <laughs> i'm not uh not getting on uh, on youtube well i am but <laughs> are we, are we going to stay up there probably not that this warfare is unleashed on us not by the adversary nation states, say communist China, but it seems that our own government has deployed this warfare on us. So, Veronica, I would take a little bit of object objection to that. I don't know that I can distinguish, um, as we were just speaking about the World Health Organization, I can't distinguish where uh, the Central Communist Party of China stops and the World Economic okay. Forum starts. And again, the focus on on China. What about uh, what about Western corporations and their involvement? <laughs> That's, uh, maybe maybe he's implying that through World Economic Forum. Uh, How about well, the Biden regime then? I increasingly, it is a uh, very difficult. And this is these are strong words. <laughs> it's starting to feel like a cutard uh, wet dream. This one, <laughs> the Biden regime. <laughs> um, well, you know, I guess, I guess uh, we have to expect uh, sort of loaded, uh, loaded terms in this instance. Um, I, I personally believe that there is substantial evidence that uh, Mr. Biden and a lot of the uh, leaders surrounding him have been compromised in a significant way by the CCP, and uh, this includes. Um, uh, leadership in the House and throughout the Democratic Party uh, of the United States. And unfortunately, 
it also includes members of the Republican Party. Hence, uh, this. Yes. <laughs> Go on. Term that Steve Bannon has injected into our uh, common consciousness in his own uh, adroit use of words and fifth generation warfare, the Unipar. I should have uh, John Brisson on speak about Steve Bannon. And uh, <laughs> it's, uh, I should say, uh, meth induced uh, uh, porn part is uh, his. Uh, it's rental accommodation. Party. Mm -hmm. um, can we can we really distinguish that cleanly between um, uh, compromised uh, individuals belonging to either party? There seems to be a continuum, and uh, lots of ev evidence of collusion. Uh, Look, man, I, I'm I'm kind of digging what he says. Um, it's getting, uh, I think, closer, closer to the ground truth. Uh, let's see. Bannon is also tied to the glowing Chinese guao. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it's dead. You can't compromise a corpse. Yeah, I guess. Uh, walking dead. <laughs> or oh, <no>, shuffling dead, <laughs> I should say. And then, of course, we have uh, these nefarious uh, strategies that uh, you're, you've covered very well. Uh, in the New American, and that being the Young Leaders Training Program and the World Economic Forum, uh, which seems to be part of that spectrum. And they, there's some sort of indoctrination they receive during those five years that is very curious. I'm, I'm not clear, and I spoke to colleagues in Vienna when I was there about this question. Why do we see these very similar behaviors, this apparent lack of empathy, uh, all across these young leader trainees, uh, of course, um, Justin Trudeau is a notable example. Uh, so is the Prime Minister of New Zealand. Uh, we we see these. Yeah, don't forget the UK. Um, we're, we're riddled with them. And uh, what's uh, I don't know if I remember his name. What's the Cyclops dude? Uh, for Texas, the the Senator for Texas. What's his name? Navy SEAL, someone put it in the chat. Behaviors uh, in in the graduates of the Young Leaders Program that I, I think the best word in psychology is uh, this continuum between psychopaths and sociopaths. These are people who don't act out of out of love and empathy. Um, they, they are harsh totalitarians. Dan. Yeah, what's his second name? Crenshaw, that's right, Crenshaw. They almost seem to revel in human pain uh, based on things like, for instance, this recent action uh, against the parents of this little baby who wanted to, uh, who needed to have cardiac surgery and who had arranged for uh, blood from donors that were not vaccinated, didn't have spike protein, and the state would not tolerate that mm -hmm. and took the child away from the parents. I mean, this is shocking, but it's, it's part of this same profile. As I listen, watch, look at uh, these individuals that are graduating from this young leaders program they all seem to share this characteristic of not having empathy look man i'll, I'll i'm down with we're dealing with psychopaths um is it just world economic forum and uh, I, i'm not so sure i think the picture is more complex than that and uh, let us not forget today's beginning lesson and the words of one bibi netanyahu how he's gonna slap on that gene that genetic data Genetic data for uh, a competitive edge for Israeli uh, companies. Let's not forget that. Mm -hmm. Speak to that, please, Robert. Which, of course, is the defining characteristic of psychopaths and sociopaths. And I wonder, are they being selected? 
And some people think that they are, that often these are high-performing individuals that have had uh, childhood trauma or other things that have led them into a, a, a psychological space that's very different from most of us that had healthy upbringings. And I, I don't want to go too far down that hole, but I think it's something we need to watch and, and uh, listen to carefully because I'm just struck that many of these uh, selected leaders that are being injected. In well, Eddie, why are we listening to Malone? Because the, the language has changed a notch and it's that they're now they're now speaking in terms of uh, essentially open warfare, but in this uh, hybrid uh, fifth generation uh, vernacular. And, you know, I'm grateful for that. I, I am because I, I think that's the, uh, the lens through which we have to try to interpret the actions of the, uh, the enemy. And the, prob the problem I have is uh, IDing all the enemy in this instance. I, you, know, you, could, you could argue that that um, was a recurrent problem in you know, the last wars that were being fought. That's where, that's where the biometrics were really getting field tested. Right, and you know they would um, they've been refined and now are being uh, unrolled out on a global scale. Um, do, 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 do. Um, hang on one second. Let me just mute into our culture, which is again part of five GW. Um, That's true. Uh, have shared characteristics and among those is they really don't seem to care much about people true uh dr and uh, dr uh wasim ahmad Kourash, in his seminal 2019 academic paper which you quote uh in your substack on the matter uh, also defines uh the 5gw as a cultural and moral war which you already mentioned that is stealing the identity of the adversary that is the people in our case and disturbing, disturbingly our moral identity which includes the belief that the ends never justify the means is now being attacked by the distinguished people whom we regard as freedom fighters and one of the most recent displays of that was a criticism of your moral core uh so my this question of mine is lengthy so please bear with me doctor uh so after the release of the much anticipated documentary died suddenly uh, you wrote on your sub stack uh let me read it quote for what it's worth, I hold our side to higher standards that I have come to expect from corporate, broadcast, and published media. I reject the assertion that on the battlefields of the current 21st century, unrestricted media and information war, which, war, which we are immersed in, it is acceptable to employ the tactics of our opponents. End of quote. And many on our side did not receive it well and even uh, likened your argument to a sort of apology to those who waged 5GW on us. And Dr. Paul Alexander, who usually provides a lot of valuable scientific inputs on pandemic policies, was among those who were, who were outraged. Uh, he wrote, quote, what? Malone appears to say, play nice para. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, uh, when you're in a fight... Uh... <laughs> For your life, uh, the, uh, the <laughs> get your thumb in his eye, <laughs> it's eye <laughs> in the crotch. Um, wanna, I'm not sure I want to play nice at the moment. Do not be like them, Para. I say wrong. Never ever play with these people. These are animals. Beasts. I like this guy. Um, I need to uh, subscribe to that Substack. Malfeasance, and we go with them in proper inquiries, and we clean them out and jail as many as we can. 
and we use every tactic they use and more. Word. Word. That needs a, uh... Jahid! Wrong, Malone. Wrong. And then further, he adds, So again, if it upsets your stomach, Robert, step aside. What you wrote is near Emily Oster-esque amnesty bullcrap. And you know how... Ah, touche. <laughs> touche. Well, that was received. Your reaction, Doctor. So I'm going to choose my words very carefully. Um, As you always uh, do. Uh, Dr. Alexander has said some very, very strong things uh, in public. Uh, um, much of his attack started when he became affiliated with the wellness company, uh, which is also uh, the case with Dr. Ben Marble who also recorded a very strong uh, attack against me with Stu Peters. In oh, God. Um, uh, let's see. Doctor exposes plot behind mRNA death tech. Uh, all right. God. Stupid Peters. What a... Uh, that's, that's a chaos network for sure. Um, it's... Uh, Uh, isn't McCullough part of this wellness company now? It's a vitamin grift, right? In which he called me the opponent and uh, for some reason inferred that I was not a Christian. Uh, and uh, I've never spoken to him about my relationship with God. I don't know where he was coming from. But he had also recently become affiliated with the wellness company. Uh, and this, in my experience, seems to be a pattern. John says this war would look a lot different if Malone and I switch places. I, I can get behind that, bro. <laughs> uh, and, um, Doctor, I'm sorry, what is the wellness company? The wellness company is a group of physicians that have, uh, under the leadership of a Canadian named Foster Colson, uh, that's an. Is that true, Kang? Is that true? Can someone get me a link for that? I want to see that. Outgrowth of. Uh, a uh, a program that Mr. Colson ran, Say uh, it. unfortunately, uh, um, uh, in selling overpriced vitamins uh, that uh, to to the general populace, uh, this was the Zelenko um, material, and tens of millions of dollars in profit were made by selling these uh, um, reformulated vitamins at a, a very inflated price. And uh, I got, got to do it just because it's a link. The Jew. Uh, always, always comes through, even even from the afterlife. <laughs> full, full on grift. And look, um, the. We should we should be calling this type of stuff out. I, I ab absolutely i'm on board with uh robert malone here but you know i kind of agree with what the other person was saying as well and uh <laughs> the the little sales pitches and little uh company spin-offs etc um are all uh indicators i guess that you're not dealing with someone who's playing uh straight with you personally i don't find that acceptable i i also object to that on moral grounds i think that uh this is taking advantage of of people who are uh um who are fragile uh based on what they've experienced uh for uh gaining profit and unfortunately 
this group, when it was transformed from the Zelenko uh, organization with uh, um, Dr. Zelenko's passing, uh, and spun out a Zelenko Foundation, which it currently funds, and then um, uh, took a business plan that had been developed by others uh, involving um, uh, telemedicine, and uh, recruited many of the physicians that had been with my group at the Global COVID Summit, and kind of tore that organization apart to a significant extent. There's a lot of backstory here, and there may be lawsuits eventually, uh, but... Uh. Of course. Of course. Uh, lawsuits. There we go. Uh, Karma Doc says, you know, if the AMA and the TMB and the ABIM didn't go nuclear on McCullough, taking his ability to practice medicine away, maybe you wouldn't be trying to find an income. Not everyone gets a CIA check. Yeah, there, there is uh, that to take into consideration. Um, but, uh, yeah, point taken, Karma. Um, it's it's all very, very unpleasant. Uh, and behind all of this are some characters that I mentioned uh, in the uh, the piece that I put out in parallel to the one that you're citing, uh, having to do with controlled opposition and the meaning mm -hmm. of that term. Uh, and we do seem to have uh, infiltrators, professional infiltrators, uh, both in Europe and the United States, that uh, uh, disrupt and create chaos. Uh, and are fragmenting the movement. And unfortunately, one of those that was originally identified by Children's Health Defense uh, works. <laughs> just uh, Children's Health Defense dripping with uh, Epstein, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. Don't forget that. For, uh, let's say, one of the uh, individuals that is identified as being one of the top leaders in our organization or in this movement. But this gets back to if if I can transition. So, Mr. Dr. Alexander, who's not a physician, um, uh, and who recently uh, identified himself as the Secretary of Health and Human Services under uh, Mr. Trump, but in fact, as I understand, was a volunteer uh, supporting an assistant director, uh, um, and was previously unemployed, uh, is uh, using some very strong language, and I disagree with his point of view. Uh, if if we assimilate the behavior tactic tactics and ethics of our opponent, we functionally become our opponent. And uh, this is the essence of my article: is is I do hold us to a higher standard. I hold I try to hold myself to a higher standard. So I could have uh, participated in this uh, play to sell high priced vitamins uh, to uh, the vulnerable innocent. Uh, I could have. Uh, uh, made my Substack uh, available only to those who pay, but Jill and I made a decision to not do that. Uh, right now, uh, from last Monday through Christmas Day, the electronic book, the electronic version of this book, "The Lies My Government Told Me," is available worldwide for free. Where do uh, I get so this free copy? Can download it right now this week. Where do I get uh, this free copy? Someone point me to a link, please. Uh, so. Uh, who the fuck is Malone referring to just then? Um, let's see, who had cancer pre-COVID? I don't know. The, the chat's got away from me. <laughs> What's going on? Merry Christmas uh, from Amazon as a Kindle or ebook, And the logic... Ah, well, my book says... Sell vitamins, but sell books. 
uh, well, let's say he's giving it away for free, but uh, can can someone, where's this free link? Where is it? This was, you know, thanks to Skyhorse Publishing and Tony Lyons, they own it, they market it, uh, but they and Jill and I uh, are committed to trying to get the information out to people. That's our primary objective, not getting rich or making money off of this. And we're now entering a period, as you know, where the crisis is over. It's long been over. The government is continuing, governments across the world, but particularly here in the United States and the Biden administration, are continuing to try to maintain the facade of a public health emergency because of all of the uh, uh, ancillary or peripheral benefits that they derive in terms of power and politics, because they're functionally able to suspend many of the aspects of the Bill of Rights because of this declaration of a public health emergency. So just as Bobby Kennedy predicted on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial almost a year ago now, um, they will not give up this power unless we force them to do so. It's just the nature of the administrative state that we're dealing with, this imperial administrative state. And uh, and as Mr. Bannon has uh, uh, really injected another key concept, we're dealing with the Praetorian Guard. Mm -hmm. uh, we're dealing with something akin to the Praetorian Guard during the Roman Empire in terms particularly of our intelligence community, the FBI, and domestic surveillance, which you'll recall Mr. Uh, 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 the president, Mr. Biden, had recently rescinded the executive order against spying on uh, Americans. Yep. Uh, so, Paul, um, uh, to be generous, I think, uh, is a very passionate man, uh, and uh, sometimes his passion gets the better of him. And uh, I'm not... That says I can assume that Tony, who I'm now, told Malone that no one would pay money for the book. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Not going to relate some of the things I've seen him writing, uh, but they are they are really quite ugly uh, about me and others, and uh, to such an extent that uh, when the uh, Brownstone Institute held their uh, recent meeting in Miami. Uh, Jill and I canceled uh, at the last minute. Jill did not feel safe huh. uh, with Paul being there. Um, These are just nah. come on. Look, um, once you once you start playing a victim like this, uh, <laughs> any any credibility to being a, a thought leader or spokesman goes out the window. As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> he's going to get PTSD from this. Yeah. Some some harsh words on paper <laughs> gonna trigger him what the fuck man <laughs> holy shit him or is it somebody else that you're feeling uncomfortable being with it would, particularly him uh uh with with the very uh volatile things that he was saying uh um but there's you know he when when you have this uh uh sniping uh internally uh that that um brings all kinds of uh disruptive chaotic forces to bear and uh i don't feel as safe as i felt uh, a couple of months ago before this started happening and this uh disruptor that i was mentioning uh who seems to be a professional who uh appears to have been central to disrupting the american trucker movement seems to have played a key role in disrupting the canadian trucker movement right at the end uh paradoxically had free access to move back and forth across the canadian border with no restrictions um, has lots of signs and hallmarks of uh, ties to uh, federal co intelligence contractors.
Uh, does anyone know who he's on about? Um, I, I don't know who he's talking about here. Someone uh, could elucidate. Um, and and works for one of the leaders. Uh, um, has uh, just been relentless in her attacks also. So. I uh, and also has some ties with a wellness company. So I just I don't want to go further on this, uh, um, except to say Mr. Alexander has been spoken to repeatedly, uh, and uh, yet uh, by by people that he should respect, mm -hmm. uh, third parties, and yet he seems to remain obsessed, which is the case with some others. There's a as you know, there's a whole business model and underside in this community in in, in any movement of uh, people that. Uh, will seek to oh uh, new Grifflink available folks uh, please um, and someone and someone test for uh, text evaded blick uh, Simon Phoenix uh, new uh, PayPal <laughs> not PayPal um, what is it Google, uh, whatever <laughs> Google Pay Apple Pay what have you and uh, that's uh, that can be uh, tax evading blicks uh, tax evading Christmas bonus whatever <laughs> goes into there fill that up uh, let's see. Can we all take a moment to appreciate how petty and cowardly these people are with each other while the largest biowarfare genocide in human history takes place all around us? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a good point. Uh, well, well stated. I would be uh, remiss, though, in pointing out that um, I'm, I think, uh, technically, uh, if they were to class it legally, uh, incapacitating agent. Um, would be um, the legal terms used, and uh, genocide would uh, would have been uh, not on the stated aims. Now, um, what that, how that relates to long term um, disease progression, um, we don't know. We'll, we'll find out, I guess, as uh, as the how should we say, the more drier tinder um, uh, goes up in flames over the, this winter. Um, there you go, Apple Pay. Um, thank you. <laughs> so for a text evading blick, uh, Simon Phoenix, uh, some Apple Pay for you. I don't know if it worked. Um, I can't. How do I? How do I check if it's worked? Um, no, didn't want to do that. Didn't want to do that. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Mackie D's for tax evader. What is the Griff thingy you speak of? Obviously, I need a bigger stein for my pieces of silver. <laughs> yes, you do. You do, sir. Um, wow, this one. Uh, um, gain more influence or clicks or supporters or whatever by attacking others. Uh, and this gets to uh, to try to bring it back to our core topic, uh, fifth generation warfare. Mm -hmm. Um. We're, it is a very complicated battlefield. Uh, and and uh, um, back to a, a thread that I was trying to develop, the language surrounding fifth generation warfare strategy and tactics basically describes things that many of us have experienced or may even practice on a routine basis intuitively. Uh, um, uh, when we send out a tweet, uh, when we contradict something that Tony Fauci says, um, that's a low energy a fifth gen warfare attempt to subvert uh, the narrative that the government is trying to push. That is absolutely what's going on. Uh, and what I find useful about studying and trying to learn uh, the current uh, scholarship thinking language about this is that it allows me 
to better understand what's going on and to uh, kind of structure ideas and thoughts in my own mind uh, by learning from these studies. One of the things that I found particularly fascinating about all of this is that um, the logic of fifth gen warfare is very much embedded in the language that we use to describe. Mm, interesting. Quote is put uh, out of the loop comments. What's up with Dr. Robert Malone's name has been scrubbed from Reddit. Um, perhaps Malone is full of shit or perhaps he is a whistleblower. We will never know. All articles on Wikipedia are blue washed. Counter narratives are not permitted. It starts to tie our education system and how it's tilted politically and deviated from our logic to narrative-based cheerleading. Interesting. Um, he's referring to JC. <laughs> Internet communities. Um, in that, uh, in fifth-gen warfare, it's essentially leaderless, or the leaders are so behind the scenes that we're not even able to perceive them. And uh, operationally, what what becomes uh, the leadership in a fifth-gen battlefield space is what we would call influencers. Mm -hmm. um, these are people that propagate uh, belief systems, opinions, strategies, which then uh, their followers will then operationalize autonomously in a decentralized way, right? Um, this is how influencers work. This is why the governments tried to buy all the influencers in the arts, et cetera, right at the outset, is because these are the people that shape our thoughts, opinions, belief systems. You know, the Cardassians is a notable example. Um, I don't uh, believe Cardassians shape your opinion, doctor. <laughs> not mine, but I'm, a, I'm an outlier, and so are you. I mean, True. we're both, we're both uh, living... Um, in a, in a different space from uh, those that are just actively looking at Instagram and twerking all day long. Sophia paused before the door. It read, Department of Biodigital Convergence. Just inside was a new world, a better world, the one of everlasting life, of no pain, of no loss, of no problem. She entered the chamber and her surroundings changed. What's this? Hang on. She saw around her an infinite field of waving golden grain surmounted by cloudless blue sky. The AI voice whispered gently in her mind, Welcome to the singularity. She couldn't see it and couldn't feel it, but her body had almost instantly been covered by a swarm of tiny gray multi-legged bots that melted through her clothes and into her skin. Not perceiving the nightmare, her eyes had already been consumed and the rest of her body was dissolving as the bots digested her flesh. She felt only a warmth suffusing her being. Drowsy, she drifted to sleep, and her last thought was one of panic. Would she ever wake? Could a nightmare vision like this be an outcome of the much-hyped transhumanist technological singularity? Enter the world of... Dang, you see those robots <laughs> leaping about? Um, that's uh, that's what I think we've probably got over the, um, as should we say, we're probably more afraid of is uh, you can sort of give a uh, loose through, what's it called? What's that? Uh, deep learning speech, uh, GT3, whatever. Just say, go get me some, uh, go get me some uh, fort dissidents. Go, and it'll hop and skip over barricades, and it's got machine guns in uh, in in its uh, wrists. Take us all out. The future is illuminated by the experience of the past in Endgame, the new book by Dennis Barrett, the publisher of the New American Magazine, and find out how the disastrous COVID pandemic response fits with the technocratic elite's thirst to create a transhumanist utopia. Get Endgame from shopjbs.org with free shipping with code. Mm, so, um, you know, how, how close are we to this? I don't, I'm not 
the transhumanist part is less of a concern to me than the <laughs> just the the digital control that they'll have over over our everyday lives and that's that's what i think that's where i think this is going i think it was always told to us uh we should remind ourselves uh not puppy putin <laughs> just let's just listen to this again just uh keep uh keep refreshing example so you'll see because i don't want to bore you with uh detailed detailed plans I, I, uh, but they are detailed in my mind um we came out of COVID first. I described that in my book, my conversations with Albert Bourla, Pfizer, and I persuaded him to give tiny Israel uh, the, the necessary vaccines to get us out first from the COVID. And the reason I could do that is because we have a database, 98%, a medical database, 98% of our population has digitized medical records and little card, and anywhere you go in any hospital in Israel, north, south, doesn't make any difference, boom, you punch it in, and you know everything about this patient for the last 20 years. I said, we'll use that to tell you whether these vaccines, what do they do to people, not individual people, not with their individual identities, but statistically, what does it do to people with, uh, uh, you know, with uh, meningitis? What does it do to people with high blood pressure? What is it, you know, you want to know that. So Israel became, if you will, the, the lab for Pfizer. And that's how we did it. We got it out and we gave the information to the world. Not only, it's been published in medical magazines and so on. Um, that's a database we have. I intend to bring on that base. Yeah, here we database go. Of medical, personal medical records for entire population, a genetic database, genomes. Okay, give me a saliva sample, volunteer. But I'm sure most people would do it. Maybe we'll pay them. Now we have a genetic record on a medical record of a robust population. It's got you have to have diversified populations. We have people from a hundred lands. This is a very powerful engine. Now, now let uh, pharma companies. Let Look at the smirk he's trying to uh, express there. <laughs> Just the uh... Jew. <laughs> always, always seems through. And uh, Sedgepeed, you're right. Uh, broke back, Brendan is <laughs> likely coomed at this interview. <laughs> let medical companies let them run algorithms on this database okay i'm telling you right away that i'll give preference for a few years to israeli firms yeah and you can create and then to the world there there i think uh, i think we've found a uh <laughs> a causal causal element in the equation <laughs> Right. And ship E-N-D-S-H-I-P. Forget Endgame and the Great Reset Collector's Issue of the New American Magazine and get free shipping plus an additional 20% off both with code N20, E-N-D-2-0. What fifth-gen warfare is today is evolving as rapidly as internet communities are because they're really one and the same. They use different languages, uh, different words to describe what's going on, but it's very similar. And one of the things I find fascinating about the fifth gen warfare logic, you know, strategy and tactic space is the idea of non-scalability. In a normal matrixed environment, which is what we're trying to describe as matrix theory as it relates to conflict and information and opinions, um, uh, people have fairly low complexity connections. You know, you you or your website or your followers in, you know, for the vast majority of people on Twitter, for instance, they might have a hundred followers, maybe 200 or 300. The internet is like this too. The internet is a basically a, a emergent phenomena of self-sustaining 
uh, structures involving hubs and switches. And uh, it turns out that um, it is not scalable in the sense that not all hubs are created equal. Um, they aren't, their vast majority are low complexity connectivity. Mm -hmm. And then there's a small number that are extremely high complexity connectivity. Um, and this is akin to uh, influencers that like Elon Musk, for example, or Google, uh, or uh, Bill Gates, I suppose, that have uh, um, tens of millions or more followers. Uh, uh, Mr. Trump was an example of that. And uh, it turns out the internet can probably be completely destroyed if you take down about 15% of the major hubs. Mm. That's all it would take and the whole thing would collapse. Mm. The same happens with these social influence structures. And what happens because they're non-scalable is that over time, those that gain more influence, more followers, tend to aggregate more and more and more. So over time, they will become more and more and more powerful. Um, and so uh, for anyone who sees a given influencer as a threat, um, they have to be taken out. They have to be uh, delegitimized in some way as early as possible before they start uh, reaching this threshold, or you could call it escape velocity, where they're aggregating more and more and more followers. It sounds exactly like your case, Dr. Malone. And and that of many others. So. Um, uh, I think I think that uh, I, I find the whole thing fascinating, uh, the battlefield landscape that we're talking about, which is the human mind. Uh, and uh, as you'll recall, in one of those articles, I cited Mary Harrington, uh, this brilliant, another brilliant uh, uh, journalist such as yourself that uh, writes for the um, website Unheard, U-N-H-E-R-D, uh, that um, has been thinking about the meaning of Mr. Musk and use the metaphor of Musk as Caesar as a single decision maker and authority, as opposed to the emergent swarm of decision makers that previously characterized Twitter and which appears to characterize our administrative state, the imperial administrative state, where um, you can't, as we're seeing when we're trying- to I'm not, I'm not gonna disagree with him in, in his sort of description of the problems here. Um, I, I think he's uh, on target. I think we can use the language uh, appropriately um, and, um, you know, it's about uh, sort of defining the problem. And speaking of defining the problem, I'm going to read this. Read this. Did you write this, Charles? Is this is this a is this a Rixie OG work? Singularity, rise of the machines. I remember watching Arnold come back from the future in the nude. His mission to kill a B movie actor before he shot its load into another B movie actor and make a vid. A kid, sorry, it saved the world. Now it just sounds more like a really in-depth line in a bar to get a girl. <laughs> We've always been afraid of robots would one day rule the planet, but no one's willing to lose their iPhones. We take iTunes for granted. It doesn't matter. Skynet's already here. No need for Terminator. They control us in our homes, inside our dildos and vibrators. How ironic, looking back, our fears of AI robots kept us focused, not on the butt plugs in our crack. That's where they hid the Horcrux. What? <laughs> Perhaps they watched all the 80s movies in a way it's all our fault. We showed the robots we were ready for a full frontal assault. Maslow's needs showed the way more Trojan instead of Leonidas. Vibrating bunny ears were on bullets and we bled to stick them inside us. And just if uh, the, the story from France this week where they had to uh, evacuate the hospital because a dude was in there with a World War One. I don't know what it was. Like a four, I don't know, three inch shell in terms of girth. <laughs>
Ah, oh, is this is this is this the fall of civilization? <laughs> Just Frenchman. Of course, Frenchman would be doing him. <laughs> Why go through all the hassle and have to watch a naked dude eat? <laughs> no forgotten birthday. No toilet seat left up. No distraction to join libidos. Why would millennials dress up nice and overpay for their librations when 40 devices at the house can create supersonic vibrations? When they were seven, they had toothbrushes that shook to clean their teeth. At Six Flags, they watched IMAX movies from vibration time seats. We may feel sad that times have changed and wish to return to the way it was, but the odds are, laying in bed at night, it's not crickets you Yes, it's depressing to discover that an app control vibrator took us down much faster than a cyborg terminator. But this is only the beginning. We'll live forever. No goodbyes. Only the nerve endings between our fires will ever truly die. I know the realization is depressing. <laughs> we can be so shallow. But it's hard to fight the future in your bedroom from a multi. From that angle, it's depressing that what ultimately defeats us won't be a better weapon. Just a replacement for the penis. Oh, uh. <laughs> uh I prescribe more Islam, sir. who is actually responsible for the COVID crisis and for those decisions. Um, and what comes back is, well, it was kind of a group decision. It kind of was an emerging consensus. Okay, that's swarmism. Uh, and and that's the problem with... Uh, Wait, is that like casual racism? <laughs> I might be down with that. This uh, brave new world we're in is uh, we're seeing it playing out with the Twitter files. Uh, that are being released and we're as we sit here with this interview you and i are waiting the the covid uh files dropped from twitter that it, uh, apparently was delayed because of the um world cup i was told uh and um uh that that will probably further document uh the um pernicious influence of uh influencers within let's call it the democratic party or the uniparty on uh twitter and on influencing the swarm consensus that is behind what we observe as this bizarre uh, global harmonization of corporate media, um, much of which is facilitated. 21st century Bolshevism, folks. It's coming via, for you via corporatism and the uh, medical industrial state. Uh, be aware. <laughs> be aware of those vibrating bullets. <laughs> in the, historically by Twitter. And it goes all the way back. You know, I was stunned. Michelle Obama directly lobbying with Twitter to get Donald, the sitting president of the United States, kicked off. Um, what kind of a world have we come to? And then, and then, as if that isn't enough, then we had <laughs> Tucker Carlson coming out with his. No, back to Malone, suddenly more hollow feeling. <laughs> Holy shit, man. <laughs> Oh, that's great. <laughs> His statements about um, the assassination of uh, President John F. Kennedy mm -hmm. and the role of the CIA. We're as many, uh, a few 
free-thinking journalists and opinion leaders have, have stated, suddenly we find ourselves in an environment in which uh, it's hard to discern what is reality here in the United States. Are we really... Destabilized perception. Uh, that's what it's about. Living in a free country, or is it that um, this intelligence community that has been built now over decades is really running the government? Is this uh, operational uh, arm of the administrative state really the one that's controlling the... What a, what a Freudian slipcake. Oh, more poetry, less pompous, taking penis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> the country um, deciding who's going to get elected, etc. And I'm just reminded. I've got hiccups now. Um, you know, uh, George Bush the first uh, was former CIA director. Um, then we had his son. Um, I'm convinced increasingly that Barack Obama, with all his advocacy for censorship to preserve democracy, and the whole arc of his career suggests that he may well have had strong intelligence community ties. <laughs> you think? <laughs> you think? Why is it the smith munt Act and uh, paving the way for them to open the sluice gates on the... Uh, uh psychological operations on the American Western mind. Um, I think we are living in an environment in which our leaders are being chosen by the Praetorian Guard. It's a scary environment and uh, you know, everyday Americans listening to us might think that uh, we're in a very hopeless situation and you describe the tactics of the 5GW as military grade and extremely sophisticated. So uh, which strategies would you recommend an average social media user, everyday American to use to protect themselves in this situation? So. I think that our, one of the most important things, and I try to emphasize this in every podcast that I can, is uh, don't believe me. Uh, don't take what Veronica says as the gospel truth. Um, we are trying to help uh, the listener, the reader, to access information and to learn how to process that information for yourself. I think that our best... Uh, weapon against this. Uh, the 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 images that flutter across my mind now. God damn you, chat, because of that. <laughs> of psychological warfare that is being deployed against us is is knowledge, and is a willingness uh, for people who wish to be free, because that's only a small subset of people that really want to be free. Most people want to be told what to do. For those of us that want to be free, that value what freedom brings, or that have experienced uh, an unfree society, uh, which you uh, know very well from your uh, personal experience, as do many people that have come from former Soviet Union states, uh, as well as uh, the few survivors of the Holocaust that still remain, uh, we we need all of us to learn um, the the strategy and tactics that are deployed against us by our opponents um, to appeal to Holocaustism. Eh, just, can we can we just drop that one? Had enough. It's old now. <laughs> no one believes it anymore. Use them when appropriate in a decentralized way, in a low energy way, um, to try to awake 
uh, the persuadable middle. That's really what we're trying to do. Um, and that is that is captured within the 5G warfare metaphor, um, trying to help our uh, fellow citizens to recognize what's being done. But most importantly, be independent and think for yourself. And and I think those are the, the key things. Also, to knowing that that this is this kind of propaganda is being deployed against you uh, makes it so that you can see it. If you learn uh, the logical fallacies that are deployed against us all the time in the media, straw man and other types of logical arguments that are wrong, and uh, then that can also really help protect you. Um, it's like uh, putting on uh, the armor of knowledge. Uh, and uh, I suggest that people uh, think about uh, going online and searching out a website called Your Logical Fallacy Is. It's a great resource to understand uh, the various types of, of errors in thinking uh, mm -hmm. that the press often uses. Uh, so um, think for yourself, learn the strategies and tactics that they're employing. I think as I, as we led, I, I personally believe that we should hold ourselves to a higher standard. Um, and uh, I think we should keep in mind uh, this biblical quote. Ah, just a bit, bit uh, it's, not, it's not coming across as spontaneous right now, but uh, the, uh, Look, I, I, I'm going to agree uh, with his prescription as well. I think um, this is a, a long, a long game. Um, I'm not. I'm not so sure about the uh, that that appeals to uh, our better nature at this point right now. I want to see a bit more aggression, in, or focused aggression, I should say, and. Uh, I guess I guess that's where I differ, um, I, but I'm impatient. I guess I th I feel that we we do have our backs against the wall right now, and um, the but the you know what have I been saying right right from the beginning? I, I think the way to beat this system is you have to yeah, decouple from it. Um, essentially sort of become uh, independent. Look, one of these hubs or nodes uh, in this network, um, that's how we uh, survive. And um, the, I wish it was, uh, I wish it was more uh, Leonidas, but maybe it's more, uh, more Buddha we have to be thinking. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how the uh, things escalate in the coming weeks to months. What does it profit a man to gain the world and lose his soul? And I believe that also extends to nations. What does it profit a nation to gain the world and lose its soul? And uh, this is the core of imperialism. Uh, this expansionist uh, need to control other peoples, other territory, other economies is intrinsically corrupting. It, it has led to this widespread failure of integrity that we can see now so plainly all through our government, through the European Union, through the NATO organization. Of course, it's plain as the nose on your face in the Central Communist Party. But um, buying in to uh, these behaviors, this ethic, uh, in which we uh, take the position, one, you know, governments take the position that the ends justify the means, which is essentially the argument that uh, Dr. Alexander is advancing, that the ends of uh, our objectives here are conflict with this, uh, what I call the overlords. Uh, 
um, justifies uh, the means, any means that we wish to employ to resist them. And I reject that logic. The ends don't justify the means. And if we if we assimilate their strategy and tactics, we become them. And I think that for the sake of our children and our culture and our civilization, we have to resist that. It's so easy. You want to hit back. You know, mm -hmm. you, uh, um, you're mad, you're hurt. Uh, you, you see all that's been done to us. And uh, as, as you were reading in that quote, uh, that can lead people to uh, very radical positions, which I guarantee will elicit a very radical response on the part of our opponents. Yep. Uh, pretty much, but the you know there's the uh, conundrum here, which is uh, how how long uh, do we wait um, in in this uh, struggle? Uh, well, my camp, the <laughs> because if it's if it's so existential, which well, by uh, by all metrics it would. Um, would appear to be so. Maybe, maybe the uh, tune in and drop out uh, approach isn't isn't the way to go. And you know, the uh, when they have such power that they can um, uh, basically initiate wars and famines to to take you out to denude the the population. At large, at what point? What point do we say? Well, um, <laughs> turn the other cheek on this one. Um, does anyone have a recipe for eggnog? No, just booze. Which is absolutely contrary to, to the logic of fifth generation warfare. Fifth generation warfare is subtle. It is. It is low key. Um, it it um, uh, is about convincing. Uh, it is about um, uh, changing perceptions. Just so, and uh, doing so uh, at the barrel of a gun, uh, metaphorically, or the yeah. His target market is above average IQ college educated centrists. Plain to see, uh, yeah. Um, but the the, the the problem there is that uh, they they do constitute a large um, large swathe of the population. And you know the I can just the UK I think was a good uh, forerunner example as to where we end up, and that place is rife with uh, political correctness, woke views, and a uh, rotten, <laughs> pedo-driven uh, upper class that that feeds off the population and has been playing this weaponized uh, mind games for uh, a long long time um it's it's just come to the shores of uh, the united states now and uh, well not far behind will be the cameras and the, <laughs> the the nudge nudge units i guess fist or the angry tongue is uh, or with threats of violence will only provoke um, an overwhelmingly violent response against us it will not get us where we want to go Absolutely not. Uh, Dr. Malone, I would like to thank you so much for your time today. Please tell us what's the best way to follow you and your work and uh, where to buy your book. Uh, so the book is available. On <laughs> Somewhat. Has anyone been able to find the free link? <laughs> where can I find this link? Is it down here? Uh, oh, yeah. Let's see if it's free. Ah, Kindle. I don't have a Kindle. <laughs> Read with our free app.
I'll do that. It is free, but uh, 30 bucks for the hardcover. <laughs> and, uh, no doubt. No doubt you can get a signed copy. Uh, the surveillance has barely gotten started, trust me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you end up looking like the UK or China. That's that's what you end up looking like. And uh, a, a, a clutching of pearls as uh, the... <laughs> the untermensch come out, come out from our council estates saying, Oi! We've had enough. We want Papi Putin back. Bring him back for a trad Christmas. The trad, trad Christmas. Uh, let's see. The real problem is that I said exponentially more in my poem than Robbie's pedantic philosophy lectures. <laughs> True. It was side-splittingly funny as well. So, I think... I think uh, the kids are about to come home and um, I want to... I want to get off the screen anything to do with bunny-eared buzzing bullets and, uh, what was it, saddle? Saddles? <laughs> uh, this Malone interview is pretty interesting. Uh, mRNA pushed by the CIA. Is it, is it long? Oh, one hour 25. Um... A light topic for a Friday. <laughs> Uh, I'll I'll do this one next. Um, look, I think uh, Doc Keck said it best early in the stream, where you know it, it, you you kind of feel <laughs> old uh, old Robert's trying to uh, cement his uh, position as the RNA inventor. He's got to assuage that PTSD he got from being postdoc uh with the obvious uh moral and ethical quandary that he found himself in and like i say maybe maybe he is uh a white hat going going on gray but again i would encourage everyone please go watch uh Houstonic's work on um the role that uh robert played in the emergence of the medical countermeasures as we see them at the moment and Again, I would just remind everyone, um, this is a big tell as to uh, who and what we're dealing with. And um, you want to hold some people responsible? Uh, be those. <laughs> it would be those. Uh, Alison Morrow's work is solid. Um, well, look, we'll, we'll dive into what he's saying. I haven't seen that interview. Like I say, I, I don't watch... Um, Robert Malone that much because okay I, I saw the stuff about RNA and what have you but in the what I have seen has changed considerably now that we're talking about the uh, the fine grain resolution of what makes up this n modern incarnation of warfare that we find ourselves in and you know this is this is why uh, we've got to get past the pearl clutching to be able to um, name uh, name names and of organisations and uh, looking at you, Bibi. So um, yeah, I don't I don't think I have too much to add beyond that. Um, let's see, the F-35s are flying and it sounds extra eerie with the cold temperatures. Um, can they fly in cold temperatures? <laughs> he has no idea what PTSD. Yeah, yeah, it's kind, it's kind of insulting. 
the 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 rough and tumble of uh, academic life. And look, I, I've been on the rough and tumble of academic life constantly <laughs> through my career. And uh, the I'm not going to sit here. Going, I've got PTSD for being punked, punked by a PI um, multiple times. Just yeah, it is what it is. Got to suck it up, and um, you know, I didn't see, uh, I didn't see flaming wreckage, people. But well, <laughs> is it gone? This is a war zone. This is not a I was blessed. Site. tank battle, air bombard, rockets, missiles. Everything has been hitting here. And I think just before I go, we need uh, trad, trad Christmas, a Pappy Putin Christmas. I did get a blue t-shirt. There you go, folks. Uh, uh, yeah, tips in the uh, Christmas. Finish one. Come here. Come here, yeah. All right. All right. I'm out of here. See you in the next one. Where are we? Oh. <laughs> you don't know how angry I am. You do, I'm like, I was just leaving for fucking work. You do not understand how fucking pissed off. After reading that little line, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. Fuck these papers!